these people? But she's never seen us before. Seven years ago, when she went missing, she was blind. Mom? Do you remember any of the events that led up to your disappearance? I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine everything I tell you as if you're there yourself. As if you're with me. As if you are me. I didn't disappear. I was present for all of it. The biggest mistake I made was believing that if I cast a beautiful net, only beautiful things. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number one. 100! 100. Oh my goodness, this is a full century of podcasts. Can you believe it? You could listen to one a year. I don't know why you would wait that long. Uh, my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. Welcome to a special episode of the show. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news, before our featured review of La La Land. Yes. That's episode yeah. 100. That's the movie that's that, what we ended up on it, the, for the, 100. The, the, the roulette wheel. Lucky not Assassin's Creed. Well, it's probably better that way, right? Damien Chazelle, director of Whiplash, back at you with a classic, charming, too charming? I don't think so. Charming, musical, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Um, so welcome to the show, everybody. You can go to iTunes, you can subscribe to all our episodes there, or through the podcast software of your choice. When you're there, there's there's a little recipe deal that we have with our listeners. Like, it's... <clears throat> kind of a give and take. If you want to get these free shows, then you're going to have to leave us some sort of recipe on your five-star review of the Vertical Viewing Podcast. What do you guys want this week? Are you hungry for anything specifically? We just had pizza and cupcakes and jelly donuts. We did have celebratory noms. Um. Batter for fish and chips. Uh, (laughs) That's what we discussed pre-show. You guys uh, really overthink this. We do, we do. How about... What do you feel like with a full stomach? I want a strudel. (laughs) Your your favorite strudel recipe? I want a sweet sweet strudel. Mm. Not a savory strudel. Okay. A sweet strudel. Sweet strudel. So go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review if you're generous. Around the holidays, we appreciate it. You can tell us your favorite strudel recipe right there in that box. I mean, what else is it for? We're, not we're for close to having the vertical viewing uh, cookbook, so... Is that happening? We're collecting all of the recipes that people leave in our iTunes reviews, and we're going to... We're going to start the vertical yeah. cooking channel. There's a really good one when we ask for a BLT recipe. Kick-ass one from a while back. Bean sprouts were the main kicker mm. in that BLT a real twist. Interesting. So it really Fresh. wasn't a BLT, right? I don't. Well, do you, Bean do you just add in a BL or <laughs> a BS? 
Yeah, it's a BSLT. BSBLT? Sounds like some weird sex moves in some BDSM. That's interesting that your mind goes right there, Scott. (laughs) It goes right there. Come on, man. (laughs) You can visit our website. It's verticalviewing.com. If you're generous around the holidays, and we hope everyone is, you can donate. There's a little PayPal donate button right on verticalviewing.com. It helps us keep the lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies and slicing off a piece of internet pie to stick in your ear. It jams in your ear. Every every week, people have to clean their ears out with just a cherry pie that we've stuck in it. Uh, but yeah. it's all for free. Brought to you by our sponsors at Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all for free. So we appreciate anything you guys can do. PayPal is accepted. Anything and everything. Dogecoin coming soon. Cryptocurrencies. Yeah, they're, we're working on it. They're, they're still a thing, right? Every every week mm-hmm. it goes by. More and more, more, and more fractions of Bitcoins. People are mining those things out of the side of digital mountains, I right? Don't, I don't think that's how it works. Is it like No Man's Sky where you just sort of mine the weird is internet? Is that what Minecraft is really for? Yeah, when you are playing Minecraft, you're actually mining... You're it's, earning it's, yes, Bitcoins. Bitcoins, but they don't realize. They're just generating Bitcoins. That's why it's called Minecraft. When yeah. you mine gold in Minecraft, you, Isn't that mine, crazy? you get Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, back somehow, back to... The PayPal donate button on <laughs> verticalviewing.com. Uh, yeah. We appreciate we d- it all. We just, we always, it, it keeps the lights on and, uh, keeps the creepers at bay. It does. The show's always going to be free. And, uh, maybe if you donate, then we don't have to read Casper ads for Casper Mattress, which we end up doing every week anyway. We, we, keep, we always mention how the show is not brought to you by Casper. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how many mattresses have been ordered. We don't have a promo code. Our promo code is not vertical viewing. Yeah, that won't do anything. They will not maybe, bring a mattress to your... Well, they will bring one. Actually, but. maybe use it, and then they'll just think, what is happening? What, we need to know what vertical viewing is. Uh, and then you'll get real ads. Yeah, you don't want that. So donate. Verticalviewing.com. You can also send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing. Instagram should be loaded with all sorts of party pics tonight after the show. You know, it's going to get crazy in here. We had the three of us guys, with jelly donuts and pizza Careful. and garlic fingers. Dominoes came through tonight. Uh, especially Thank you, Dominoes. This show, especially with the tracking device that they put in the pizza. That's now in one of us. Oof. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, guys. God damn it, Dominoes. <laughs> so we we've we've done a hundred shows, eight of which were not published, not fit for public consumption. Yeah. So I does, think that's how really we count, them. Does this really count as a hundred? Debatable. <laughs> there are ninety-five items apparently on iTunes. If you're looking at the show there. We're calling it at a hundred. If if it's you want a hundred metric, you know what? If you donate to the show, maybe we'll get some. We'll get brave enough, and or maybe it's a hundred Fahrenheit. If, if, archived if, shows come out. Yeah, if if you want to get the archive shows, that's what we're gonna dangle here. They are rough and tough. Yeah, and uh, for our big donations, we can offer those. As you can maybe see behind the curtain and what these early episodes were like. <laughs> Do you want to hear a worse version of the show? Yeah, yes, donate as bad as, as bad as it is already. No, no, no. Our show's great. You can hear the uh, original things that were just... 
just not as polished. Yeah, yeah. you won't believe ugly pieces we, of iron ore. You know, we may have the best podcast that has ever been made, <laughs> but at one point we still had to cut our teeth. So, um, it all truly began for us with our Furious Seven marathon review in April of 2015. Uh, it really takes me back. It was it was an interesting way to debut onto the internet. We just crash and burn like Dom Toretto coming off of a you know, a sweet quarter mile. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time, as we all know. Yeah. Um Everybody and so do we, that. right? And so did we with that first episode. And uh we did our longest episode yet, I believe, two hours and forty five minutes, which was for Kamiko the treasure hunter for whatever reason. <laughs> which is a fine film, but we spent about an hour talking uh, just about Alex Gibney's going clear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there were things we didn't know how to pace the show back in the day. Maybe we still don't. Let, it, let us know. Verticalviewing yeah. at gmail.com. But things just turned around when Mike joined the show. <laughs> that's, t- um, that's totally me, guys. <laughs> we, well, we needed a third chair to be permanently filled because I bought a microphone for like $150. <laughs> so someone had to sit in the corner and, and blow the it. dust off of it every um, week. But on episode 29, <laughs> uh, episode 29, Turbo Kid. Oh, that was such a great show to start on. Mike Lynn joined us. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, the, at the Rio Theater, which is always a great place to go. Mm-hmm. Always rowdy. Maybe my favorite theater ever. Great atmosphere, no doubt. Uh, that show... It helps there's a bar. Yeah, that that theater just followed along with Turbo Kid, which is a Canadian masterpiece. Um, you know, there, there were just things in the movie that were causing reactions in the audience that were... It was fun. Things that I usually saw at sporting events, it actually. It was fun, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of shit, but we actually have kind of a 7.5 average out of all the movies we've reviewed, which is... I was so surprised by that. Yeah, that is a bit of a surprise. Pretty fair. I don't... Did you guys think it was lower than that, or... Uh, yeah, we try to not review the shittiest things. That's kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Well, actually, maybe it's... Hmm. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. That, that makes sense. Just means that I'm a wimp. I'm afraid to give <laughs> low scores and high scores. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out our backlog, verticalviewing.com. We have almost a hundred episodes, amazing films, some not so amazing films. Mm-hmm. We have Independence Day Resurgence in there. You know, we dedicated <laughs> to, some of our time to talk about Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. It's, we did the heavy lifting so you don't have to. <laughs> you can, you don't have to see that terrible debacle of exactly. a film. You can exactly. hear us laugh about how much of a disaster it is Mm -hmm. on here and uh stay tuned for the top 10 films of 2016 we're doing that in january when uh we're going to cover other topics such as best old film of 2016 biggest disappointment of 2016 worst film of the year biggest surprise of the year you know things like that things that you want to hear we just got to wait for all the good stuff to come out uh including fences which i don't should we review that? Oh, and getting uh, a lot of why, why him? Yeah, why him is really the kicker. We have to wait for that screen Best for critics. Picture. Best picture. Let's get into the show, guys. Let's do it. Are we going to talk about 
DOA? Is is that the plan here? Can we? Have we all? I've finished it. Yeah, I well, I watched it in like two days. I think it's a little bit of a. We gotta give spoilers too, like spoiler alert. Yes, this will be marked with spoilers if you haven't seen the OA on Netflix. Uh, you can skip to the timestamp indicated in the show notes. Yes. So this this thing ends with a school shooting. Yeah. What really? Did you guys did you guys appreciate that or was that was that kind of I thought that kind of unacceptable or I thought it was pulled off really well. Like it was mm-hmm. super intense. Uh and I was See, I disagree with you. Really? I think the it wasn't like the emotional impact that a shooting would have to the kids under the table. It it they would not. I think kids would be screaming and crying, not just looking and and like calmly scattering from one table to the next. Like it would be, that would not be what it would look and sound like in there. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a failed shooting that maybe wasn't. It, 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 the person didn't look committed. I don't know. And they only gave how much of the episode to it? Like how much time was spent on that? Like if you're no, gonna, I have no idea that five, that five sort of subject. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Is requires, you know, focus. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna cover something like that, it requires you to actually get into it. Yeah, you but can't it w- just you can't just use that as a throwaway device in a TV show. And is it the last Don't, episode? Are we getting a season two? But uh, presumably, but just right? To, no. to, to complete that idea, though, like you can't normalize a school shooting by just including it as an event that we don't actually think too much about in the whole sequence of events. Like in a TV program, like if if a school shooting happens, it's a horrible tragedy, and shouldn't be something that is like I said, five minutes of the final episode yeah. of a show. It's something that a show should be dedicated to. So I think it doesn't do justice to the topic. Yeah, it's hard because it's not. It's a failed shooting. Because the heroes of the show stop it before it happens. Well, like, he, he just, shoots. I'm. I, I'm assuming he shoots a bunch of people. Like we he's don't firing really see into that. The school, yeah. Well, yeah. He's he shooting at, least, at windows. He at least w- kills one person, right? Or shoots one person. Yeah. Presumably, she dies. Yeah. So this this show to back up a bit. Like this this show kind of felt like to me it was. It felt like I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark a little bit. Because they're telling stories around Gathering around in the house. They're hanging out in a dilapidated or like under construction, this house, and and they're sort of for submission to the Midnight Club or whatever the fuck they're in. Uh, And and it just seemed like she's spouting this yarn, and sometimes it cut back to some of the, the characters discussing the events and like arguing over like no the yeah, OA, talking about happiness and oh way did this and it's like no she was too scared she did this you idiot and it feels like it's is it commentating is it a commentary on the show we're watching um i don't know a, a lot of that stuff didn't work for me um and then the, even the parents coming in to ruin the party at one point oh, it, didn't, it doesn't make sense that scene when they all bust them talking in the house because the you know, ostensibly they've gotten there because uh, what's his name? They realize has not showed up at military school, right? And so they are there to 
find their son. And yet, in the very next episode, he is at the school again. Like, he's back at high school. You don't think that breaking, actually sent breaking out and, and running away during your your pickup to military school would result in you like definitely going to that military school. Maybe they channeled to a different dimension. Well, he didn't escape. He was let go because they got paid $50,000. So I I assume the parents were like, what the shit? If they're going to take a bribe and just let our son go, we're not going to send him there is my guess. Hmm. But, um, I really it was a bit of a hole, bit of a gap for any me. sense. I really liked this pilot. Oh god, I was on the edge of my seat and then it just dragged for me for a few episodes. That's why I was okay with the ending cuz it something actually happened. Hmm. Or did it? I the one thing that that got got me well, can, and and this is why I think we're going to have a season contemporary 2. Contemporary dance saved the day yeah, that's actually what that's it is that's what oa is. When, when, so the the story of this show if you're listening here basically um is yes. they they have all these people experiencing near death experiences. experiences ndes crammed into this strange little pie shaped prison do we though like they're all chilling, and this is why, and, and they have power. Yeah. It's literally like Power Rangers. They, they have, it's it's morphin time. So I, it it is morphin time. Straight. So there's up. a doctor who is studying near death experience subjects, and he actually kidnaps several of them and keeps them in, in a facility in an abandoned mine in his basement, and he is killing them and bringing them back over and over, and uh, they're realizing that they're communicating with guardian spirits or some shit, and and they get these movements. And these if you do the f- movements, five movements, if you we'll do the five a, movements a in order, you open a dimensional portal that humans have never accessed. This technology. Well, yeah. For anyone who has no fucking idea what's going on right now, the show itself, eight episodes on Netflix, involves uh, a girl who went missing seven years ago and reappears. She was blind when she went missing. She can see now. And she tells all these kids... And she'll only tell five people in an attic. Yeah, she, she tells these kids and a teacher that she's sort of, like, mm-hmm. piqued their interest. What happened to her? And what happened to her is this doctor who kidnapped all these near-death experience people and kills them over and over again. And she's training these kids in the present to be able to open a dimensional portal. Uh, supposedly, she's going to teach them the five movements. Well, just, just retrain people to learn this this now, thing that anyone can learn now. Now, what did you I guys guess. think of the moment when uh, they, they go to find her and they go into her room and they find the... First of all, he finds the box with the different books in it. Like there's the Iliad by Homer. Yes, yes, yes. You know, there's the book on near-death experiences and blah, blah, blah. And angels. Yeah, and there's a book on angels. Um, and then... There's the so, FBI guy downstairs. Riz Ahmed, who's everywhere now. Yeah. Why the hell is he in the building? I think he's probably... So this that's what I want to talk about, right? Like that, those books ca- cast doubt on uh, OA's story, or Prairie's story, depending on what you want to call her, in, in the Anna. character's eyes. They all immediately are like, none of it's true. It's all bullshit. Look at the books she had under her bed. She made it up. But I think that's a really weak reason to immediately cast out 
on someone like that. And then also, yes, Michael, why the fuck is that guy in her house? <laughs> in the middle of the night, <laughs> this FBI psychologist is in her house when no one is there. And no one... There's no questions about it. He's the one who sent them away. So I'm guessing he probably had an agreement with Prairie's mother and father. Because it was his suggestion, you guys should go on vacation. So he knows they're away from the house. OA. He knows they're on a little mini trip with the kids. Which is a perfect chance for him to sneak into the house and plant a box under the bed. Interesting. Because you're trying to undermine her... Because maybe the government nah. is against angels. Does this show make you? Does this show make you guys like sound of my voice a little less? No, it makes. I just me, keep it separate. It, it's they're doing the same handshake almost, man. I don't know. It's it's sort of waters down what they were doing there. This is literally interpretive dance saves the day. They didn't even do any cool energy moves. There was no sort of energy blast. It was literally just a distraction for the shooter. And well, that, is that no, because it opened the portal for OA. OA got brought in to take a bullet that was just going to hit an empty window anyway. Yeah, but she wanted to transition, right? She so had she... the will, which put her there. It's, uh... Okay. But it... remember when the blood went back into Scott? Yeah. It's, uh... That crazy. Cool. I think it was it, dirty blood, though. I really think this show thinks that it's a smart show super does super thinks it's, but it's super not good as smart super not as it good wants at all. to be it, it just teases you like it just it actually doesn't have that much information to give you but it gives it to you so slowly and in these like it dangles the stuff in front of you and whispers the information i'm not a huge fan of the show i don't think guys see i was super that's why i say the pilot i was excited for because it was a really well done first episode. I was like, shit, this is going to be great. And then it wasn't. So, but I kept going because like maybe it'll redeem itself. I don't know. I thought the fact that they're just like, shit, let's stand up to this shooter and, and did a dance. And then a regular, like the cook took down the shooter guy. Hmm. And she ended up teleporting because she got shot. I was like, okay, I kind of appreciate that. I want to know but, more about Hap. And like his other, his mentor. See, that's and, where I thought other guys like that. The show got super interesting when we met this other doctor character who who was doing research of his own. It's, Just yeah, it's all shorter like scale, but there's in this, the hospital. Yeah, this this underground community of doctors, these insane wisecracks, performing all these fucked up experiments. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. Also, when he's like, I think I know where the sound is coming from. The rings of Saturn. Like, when you died, you went to the rings of Saturn. That didn't work at all like, for me. Well, I was like, what? That was supposed to blow my mind or something? Like, oh, no, what? I've looked on YouTube. According to YouTube, it's the rings of Saturn. No, like, I don't think... I think it maybe was supposed to blow your mind, but that could have been a really cool thread to follow, but it was just one sentence. Yeah, and then, they didn't do anything with that, man. It sort of epitomizes the show. They just drop these little things here and there, and they expect the audience to go... What? Super, like, we should move on, but the, the, the most harsh scene of the entire show, um, when Hap comes in. So he heals this lady's cerebral palsy, and then the cop comes in and finally embraces his wife for the first time, and they finally can share a moment. Oh, my God. She can't, she hasn't been able to move for, like, who knows how long. Pete, oh, my God. And as soon as they're hugging and kissing, he just executes them. He shoots them both. Damn. With one bullet. 
right through the heart of both of them, I'm sure, all symbolically. Um, Harsh. Cold as ice. Yeah, this show is not getting a season two. Does she essentially wake up Homer and the others at the end? We don't. I, I don't get any satisfying. See, well, ba- based on the way the show ended, opening up a portal simply means you die here. Like from what mm. from what you, I well, get, it means you get to stay. You get to travel to another dimension and stay there. Yeah, but so, isn't that what it is to die? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Like so, she she died. Great. <laughs> yeah, so does that yeah, mean yeah. everyone else died too? Like so, Hap and the the others when they did their final movement, did did the place blow up or something, and they all died? Yes, yes. So it's uh, it's just so lazy because it tries to do this. Uh, it's way too grounded because it's got some fantastical elements, but they're all in a story form. And yeah, then, and then yeah. in the real in real life, just trying to be just, way too real on yeah. you. Um, we can move on, guys. The the, the yeah. OA is recommendable. It's super alluring. Check it out just to 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 get your own opinion and let I mean, us know what you think. Not a lot of sci-fi out there, right? I mean, yeah. I, I still think about it even after the fact. So mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it at least sticks mm-hmm. with you. I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Stranger Things, but it's way better than the OA. Stranger Things is yeah yeah, and I'm not even a big fan of it. So, um, I also watched a movie. It was a while ago now. I saw Passengers, guys. Oh boy, I'm, I, I'm, I I'm also saw. Excited this. to hear your guys's your your guys's Mike Lynn saw Passengers. Thoughts? Yes, I did. Both of you went and saw this film. So I really like the premise of Passengers. We've mentioned it millions of times on this show. Three hundred year mission to a new Earth. Not quite, but. <laughs> Originally, the premise did not include the woman, but then they yeah. cast Jennifer Lawrence, and they were like, "Oh, we have the, you know, Hollywood's number one star." Yeah. Well, they were going to do Reese Witherspoon and Keanu Reeves. On well, this, I don't want. I don't want. And that, to, I don't want more Reese Witherspoon, though. I want more Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> uh, so, a long mission to a new planet, and our main character Jim. One hundred and twenty years, isn't it? Uh, Jim Preston wakes yeah. up way too early in this 90 trip. 90 years too early, yeah. in fact. And he realizes, I'm going to spend the rest of my life on this ship alone. And he goes kind of nuts. There's some shades of The Shining that are really hitting you over the head here. It, Especially the bar scenes with this robotic bartender. Was it Stuart? Was that his name? It was just straight up trying to be The Shining way too hard. Well, no, The Shining was all about like it had the, maybe not the Kubrick one, I forget, but the actual story itself was about kinda, The Shining, the, the mental power. Yeah. Um, um, so this film is really unable to grasp the seriousness of what Chris Pratt does. He makes a decision in this movie, and this film kind of stumbles on how... That's, see- you're, you're, they're spoily, spoilery, but that's, right? Uh, that's, it's that's, not that spoilery. That's spoilery if you, if you follow what the marketing was telling you, which is just they both woke up at the same time, which is a misdirection. That's not what this movie's about. I don't think that's spoiler. It happens, I want to clear up what this movie's... It's it, like, I mean, yeah, the fact that the guy, if, if he actually cho- chooses to wake her up... He makes a very selfish decision to wake up the most beautiful girl he can find. Pretty much well, murder. She calls it that in the film, actually. There's a lot of comments right now on the internet that I... Where people are like, what happened? Like, I would be able to just live my life out alone. Blah 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 blah. These people have no 
fucking idea what it means to be alone. He's on a spaceship by himself. He can't blog like these people are doing and commenting to others. Even if they never leave a basement, they're still interacting with people. It takes 56 years for him to talk to someone back on Earth. Like, he tries to send a message. He does everything he possibly can to wake up the crew. There's so many people commenting about this movie that just haven't seen it. Which bugs yeah, the shit it, out it of me. Yeah, it bombed. No one went to see it. Because um, he tries to wake up the crew. He he tries he tries to f- figure out how to get back into stasis. He tries all of these things for a full year. Uh, this is like 20 minutes into the movie. Just one year? I don't want to get into spoilers for the end of the movie. Um, but I will dance around it and say that uh, the fact that Chris Pratt made the... the the selfish decision to wake up Jennifer Lawrence, that ends up maybe saving a lot of people's lives because mm. some of the things they had to do later in the movie required more than one person to do. Yeah, like there's a reason Chris Pratt... It's it's a kind of an interesting sort of catch-22. He needed to... Someone needed to be woken up kind of thing. There's a reason Chris Pratt is awake... And there's a really, I, I kind of liked this scene when he's talking to the android bartender. It's like, my hibernation pod failed. And the android's like, that's impossible. Hibernation pods never fail. It's a very Titanic. They've, they've never failed. He's it, like, yeah, I'm sitting here in front of you. The trip's not over. <laughs> and then the android's like, uh, you can't be here. And his face tweaks yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he starts wi- like, what? Why are you in front of me? Um, the, um, the film again doesn't know how to grasp this serious decision and it feels really comedic and glossy and it feels a bit too ron howardy yeah it could have added a little more weight to it because uh, the chemistry is really bad man and it feels like a romance sort of out of obligation they're just yeah, super, they, they had to almost rewrite it when they cast jennifer lawrence they're just super charming people and they both look great so they fall in love it's hard because you can't... He was not... He was a mentally ill person at this point. He didn't intentionally wake her up. He uh, he almost... Well, I guess this is a little spoilery, but it's still early on in the film. After the year, he's going crazy. He almost throws himself out of the airlock, mm-hmm. happens across her pod by accident, starts to find out who she is, and then falls in love with her also because... He was at his lowest point, and yeah. just knowing she was there, and he struggles with this. There's a lot of regret on his face when he makes the decision. He says he to shouldn't. Do this. Over and over and over, he it's says pretty, that pretty, he shouldn't it, do this. Some so, of it is well done. This movie, when it's rebooted in 15 years, <laughs> has potential. Um, it does. Some of it is really well done, but a lot of it is just wasted. Sounds really, like. really bad, like really shitty. But I'm, I'm I'm torn on it. I I, li- I I like a lot of it. See, I'm sort of Assassin's Creeding it. I liked it a lot more than the critics did. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought the chemistry was all right. And like after what's going on is revealed, that's pretty hard to watch. What does that rapper say? Keep the dirt in it. Who said that? That's classified. Yeah, yeah. That's what needed to be happening here. This film felt like they're in an abandoned mall where everything's like polished and shiny and the spaceship didn't look real at all everything looked like shitty like uh episode one yeah it it felt like phantom menace or something it it was too glossy and shiny for me well yeah but that's what they're going for right like this is 
This is a corporate company that sends ships off to other worlds it looks as their like, business. It looks like People Magazine, man. Yeah, it's it's because there's there's different there's premium packages. You could go as a gold member. You could go as a platinum member. Yeah. Like it's it's a cruise ship. It's like the Wall- it It's like the Wally spaceship. It is. It's it, like it's if, like the spaceship uh, in Wally. Yeah. If Elysium wasn't just an orbiting satellite. Yeah. Um, sort of like it's it, it really is just a cruise ship. I mean, for, it's for people it, that- and it sort of is like Titanic, where I, I appreciate the fact that Passengers is still a compelling movie, and there's no villain. It's a disaster film yeah. kind of angle. There's no true, other than Chris Pratt's sort of decision. He he didn't choose to wake up originally, right? There was a glitch that woke him up, and yeah, there's no actual villain. It's kind of interesting, man. Passengers, hmm. not a complete failure. Red, what do you got? Uh, well, I saw a few things. Uh, I played some Dungeon World, a little uh, RPG. Uh, I I saw the trailer for season two of Attack on Titan. Yes, man. Which looks I cannot pretty wait crazy. for that. The one quote that stuck with me is when they they shout like. Well, the Titans have been protecting us from other Titans the whole time. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh God, what? That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening. And there's yeah. like a beast Titan that like looks like a Sasquatch or something. Uh, it looks so cool. It does. I can't wait. Oh man! And you know what'd be really cool is if the Titans had a, their community and the Titans built a wall around their <laughs> city, man. For bigger Titans or yeah, <laughs> Titanception. Yeah, like the Titans, they had to build a wall. Yeah, sorry. Crazy. Um, sorry. <laughs> those, but those were all just a couple short things. Uh, the the only movie though that I saw was one you have both seen and reviewed, I believe, uh, and that is War Dogs. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, I watched War Dogs. So what do you think of? <laughs> He's nominated for a Golden Globe for, for that, that laugh. For that laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, we didn't do a full review of this. We switched it up, I believe, to Pawnee Pool or something else. Uh, I no, we did a full review for this. No, we did not. We we did not decide to go ahead with a review for War Dogs. Would would that have been a good idea to go full on? I don't know. Um, I would have just spent the whole time comparing it to Lord of War. It was just sort of a... That's all that we it's did. It's just a sort of a lighter, funnier version of that. Um, although I guess, oddly enough, both based on two different true stories, right? They are true stories, yes. yes. But different people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like actual dudes. <laughs> One guy became, doing the same thing that um, Yuri Orlov like did. decades just, apart. But just for the government, kind of. In, yeah, c- yeah. Contracted. The legal By way. the U.S. government. Yeah. It, it's felt like a really by-the-numbers sort of rise and fall. You knew that Miles Teller and Jonah Hill were going to have a falling out at some point. Yeah, right. as soon like as you was... find out that he slimeballed his uncle or whatever, and then the, later on it's hinted that it was the other way around, and then you're like, oh, well, they're going to... He's hiding the sheets of paper in the I think you desk. Meant that, I think you meant that the other way. His did uncle I... slimeballed him. Yeah, sorry, I think then, I did say it the and wrong, then you figure wrong out, way yeah. around. I guess I, I kind of was on board with the whole... Uh, we're repackaging Chinese bullets and that, that whole, I, I kind of got wrapped up in that whole process. I really wanted them to get to all pull that shit off. Well, yeah. when you realize you see how much work is, is involved and 
how in over their heads they are and they need to like purchase warehouses and shit. Yeah, always <laughs> pay the box guy. <laughs> yeah. They're, That's they're, what it comes down to. Always. Don't, don't shortchange the people that are doing illegal work for you. <laughs> the movie works. It's just pretty average and yeah, it if, was, if, it was entertaining, but it's like not one that I'm going to have on my rewatch and, list, and you know, Lord of War is just so much better and, and it, yeah it's it, more powerful i think it's a heavier hitting film and it, if, if you if you didn't have that out there war dogs would be better off uh mike what do you got anything cool uh i rewatched the nice guys okay. so good. i was just talking about that movie actually it's uh man I, yeah it it was better the second watch i thought because it like you can look back after f- seeing how everything fits together after watching it, but then going back and watching it again, knowing how everything is in- connected, it's a well done movie. Hmm. And <laughs> Ryan Gosling, <laughs> man crush. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty he, much. Right, a, every dude would, would wants to be he, him. He is a good real. actor, and he is so like that's a a crazy different role for him, where he's just this snivelly little like. Weak detective. I love guy. it. The, the 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 shot that we open the movie on is his bathtub with his head sticking out of it, and it's oh, okay. Our first thought, pretty nice. Ryan Gosling's his life is good. He's relaxing in the tub, and then the the camera sort of tilts <laughs> up, and he's lying in the tub in wearing his, suit. his <laughs> business suit. <laughs> and we, I don't. I just love how quickly we go from this character's. Everything's going great to everything is going horribly to wrong. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, it, it's it's a great movie. I got to rewatch that in time for the top 10. I'm sure it's going to land on yeah, it may. some well, of yours, well, right? What uh, what stuck out for me is the scene in the elevator at the hotel when they go back after seeing all these guys get shot and the dude falls out the window. Yes. And then we just get a shot as they go down uh, of Russell Crowe. He's like, okay, shit, that just happened. But Ryan Gosling is starting to shake as they go, and his eyebrows get more and more worried. He's just like, uh. yeah. There's a scene where his knees are shaking and stuff. It feels like I'm watching a screwball comedy. From, I'm invincible. Like, that's the only explanation. He's like Jerry Lewis or something. I don't. I don't know what the hell Ryan Gosling. Uh, what he's channeling? He can do everything, right? He can do it. He can do it all, ladies so, and gentlemen. So Apparently, he, and he can even he can sing and dance too. Come on. So yeah, nice guys. If you haven't watched it already, I think we said it when we reviewed it. Check it out. Is it on Canadian Netflix? Netflix? No, I watched it on demand. Interesting. Um, I watched a couple other things quickly now. I watched Flubber on Netflix. The old Robin Williams. Yeah, I'd never seen this thing. Have what? you guys watched this? I've, well, I mean, I haven't watched seen it, it since when I was it came like. Out. Yeah, when did this come out? 1994? Seven. Seven. The visual effects on this character, Weebo, this little robot dude, who falls in love. It's a girl. She falls in love with Robin Williams. Kind of weird. She creates like a weird, like, digital version of herself. And she actually, like, kind of, like, rapes him and steals part of his DNA and makes a daughter robot. It's fucked up. What? Watch Flubber again, man. There's some weird bio rape in it. Robo rape, yeah, yeah, robo rape for for real. The, oh, the, the okay. little the little yellow robot thing rapes Robin Williams in that movie. No joke, but uh, he does invent Flubber. It is a remake of the Absent-Minded Professor, I believe, starring Fred McMurray, where he invents some sort of yeah. Flubber Flubber yeah. type material. And in that one, it just makes you 
Oh no, that one. No, you know what? You pour it in your car as yeah, well. Yeah, you put it into uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's is what weird, you do? Is it is it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Like I I always got these movies mixed I up. I think Flubber is from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mike, maybe no, we gotta look this up. I don't up. think so. I don't think Chitty Chitty Bang Bang's ever explained how that car dr- uh, flies. And to me, Mary Poppins like crossed in here as well somewhere. I couldn't get these. It, straight. Yeah, it's, it's all around the same era. <laughs> um, I also watched. Uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny in order to get prepped for La La Land. (laughs) (laughs) Did that prep you for La La Land? It certainly did. And Tenacious D remains the greatest musical of all time. No, you haven't seen... uh, Karate, I'll kick your ass. uh, The Book of Mormon. That's not a movie. Yet. I'm talking about films. The greatest you, film musical of all time is Tenacious D I'm and gonna, The Pick of Destiny. I'm going to call is, bullshit because you've only seen like two. I've yeah, only there's seen probably, two musicals? <laughs> fuck off. There's probably <laughs> musicals. Like West Side Story is not better I've than... I've seen that. It's pretty good. I've Grease. seen se- seven. Grease. Grease is not better. Suck my dick. What? Fuck Grease. That John Travolta joint is a... Fuck Grease. Watch Singing in the Rain, man. I hate that movie, man. Grease sucks. Uh, Listen to this troll. I know, guys. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, I have some really bad news for you. Before we get to our main review, I have, they're all sold out of size ten spectator shoes. No, no it's, the... it's way worse than that, man. Because Princess Leia has oh. has left us and is now gone over to the one with the force, light side of the force. The force will always be with her. Carrie Fisher has passed away. Roller coaster. This Surprisingly, weekend. this this one twisted all of our hearts right around Christmas, right a week oh. before Christmas. Well, just... Or maybe uh, you know Absolutely on the twenty second, she had a heart attack on a plane. Maybe on Christmas Eve. It or was, when was it? It was right around that. It was. Then they released her. She was in stable condition. She was in critical her. condition. Oh, uh, they didn't release her. Well, no, she was in no. stable condition. Then maybe is what. Yeah, because she apparently from people who were on the plane and were tweeting out, she was not breathing for the full ten minutes before they got to the ground. I think it was pretty it dire was, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, terrible news for a terrible year i'm not convinced someone hasn't shown me the numbers i'm still not convinced that more people died in 2016 than died in any other year i think it's pretty much always i think there's more higher profile people yeah i don't even know if it's that i i was i think we all got we all got really negative this year and confirmation bias took a big part in this i think every single time someone died this year we filed it under 2016 is terrible whereas we haven't done that in any other year did in in 2015 and 2014 did we did we say this year sucks and anyone who dies is more proof of that donald trump wasn't elected in any other year though like that that just adds to it this whole year sucked i'm not gonna say it didn't but hard to say there were some really big names Mm -hmm. like david bowie Every, everyone's still saying that he held the universe together, and that started yeah, this whole cascade. I know. I know. Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett died in the same morning oh, uh, yeah. in 2009, I think. Uh, I, I just would, no one's shown me any numbers of how yeah, many. Yeah, no, big I, and I think that That's that would show that it's not worse. Like I think, yeah, that w- really, like n- people talk about how the world is going to hell, and really, n- it's not worse <laughs> than it ever was. It's we actually just, a lot better. We than just <laughs> know more bad shit with well, princess, princess leia is when, gone it when, is actually worse when, but when you didn't when we didn't know all the bad stuff that was happening we weren't we didn't think yeah know. so now that we know about all these terrible conflicts and all these people dying and it's all on live everything, it's 
everybody has access to all this information and it's like resulted in everybody just being sort of I will admit really cynical and the the George Michael one is kind of like one last final fuck you from 2016 I kind of I kind of will admit that like we can't even get out of this year without another one yeah um we still have a couple days left rest in peace to both of those amazing people um transitioning awkwardly we got the first trailer for Alien Covenant oh yeah man which looked scary this thing looks like super gross. Like when that guy's back, it's we're getting back bursters, chest bursters are so 1979, right? Like he he like touched his elbows together and split open his Ooh. back. Like this 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 gross. chest burster doesn't give a shit. It's going through the feet, spine. It's going feet first, right? It'll just rip you open and jump out whichever Man. way it wants. Uh this movie looks like it's going to be a return to the original. Is that a good thing? Are you? Are were you well, guys? Number one, number one is the better. Yeah, movie. Well, I like Aliens a lot. They're very different movies. Maybe it's yeah, a combo. Do you like horror or do you like action? Yeah. This might be a combo, yeah. man. This might be a mashup of both. Because well, yeah, because Aliens was still a horror, but it was more action than yeah. horror. I just saw it when I was seven, so it was horrific to me. Yes, uh, <laughs> frightening if you're under ten, especially when Bishop gets completely wrecked it and was, there's milkshakes everywhere. It was the face huggers, man. You can't. They could be anywhere. You can't really run from them because the scene with Newt and Ripley it, that locked in the room where Paul Reiser let those two face huggers yeah, out, yeah, terrified the shit out of me. They're always scary. This yeah. one, this one looks like it might just be trying to follow all the beats of the original movie and it's doing so sort of to trying to tiptoe around all the mistakes quote unquote that everyone thought that Prometheus made right they're they're worried that they have another bomb on their hands or at least another debacle Prometheus is hard to understand I loved it man I really hope that they don't get rid of all this stuff because they in the trailer we see the ship from Prometheus and we see the dog tags from Ellen, or what is that her name? Dr. Shaw. Shaw. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Shaw. So I want to see what the tie-in is here. It looks like a mix of yeah. Alien and Aliens, but also it's going to have With some Prometheus. weird, yeah, weird Prometheus well, shit in it. Michael Fassbender's. Because <clears throat> the, yeah. the, um, the Juggernaut ship from Prometheus has crashed onto this new planet, right? That's what we're seeing in the forest. We're seeing a crashed, yeah. uh, you know ship with those weird bone like a wishbone ship or whatever you want to call it horseshoes yeah horseshoe ship that apparently is michael fassbender's character david from the first movie like numi repas yeah they're both on there and when they when the crew of the covenant gets to planet paradise or whatever they want to call it david is the sole inhabitant of this planet and he's like a god or something i don't even know the the, the description's super weird and vague uh, it might be a mashup of all three: Alien One, Two, and Prometheus. I'm very curious because I I got because I saw Aliens when I was seven and it terrified me and I had nightmares for years. But when I finally got over those, it became one of my favorite franchises ever. Mm-hmm. It's and so good. I learned everything so I could about. Them. When did you see Alien? I saw it after, after Aliens was the first one I saw. If you saw Alien when you were seven, you might it, like you. Holy shit. Yeah, because Aliens is a lot more easy to... Like, it's scary, yes, but it's, like, it's an action movie. Alien, to a child, would be traumatic. (laughs) Like... Yeah, yeah. 
It's you, supposed to scare the shit out of you rather than... It scares the shit out of me just now. Just an action like, movie. Watch that movie now. It's scary as hell. And that's <laughs> probably what they're going for in Covenant. I just hope that, um, you know, audiences in 2017, are, are we really going to buy any of this cheesy stuff? I got to be honest, the little shower scene that finishes off this trailer, not a big fan of it. Super cheesy. I don't think you needed to go it there. It seems a little bit, um, what do you call it? When it's titillating, unnecessary. Oh yeah, you 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 think that it's gratuitous? That's Red? the word. We'll I, see, I don't we'll know see. about that, but we'll it's see. it oh. might work in the movie. But you didn't. Yeah, it's gratuitous for a trailer. Yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. do we stop watching all media regarding the movie? I certainly do. They kind of showed a tiny bit too much for me. Why did? Why is Catherine Waterston the new Ripley? Like she looks. Like she's proto Ripley. She apparently stole her haircut from Ezra Miller <laughs> in <laughs> from Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. I am not joking. Did you guys read, I that? read that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, so we already know that she is going to be the exact same thing as Ripley. This this background character who you are largely ignoring for the most of the movie, who emerges slowly as people get killed to be the main badass of the movie. Heroine. I hope that Danny McBride and his awesome cowboy hat. I hope he lives. Like, isn't James Franco in this? He dies right away for sure. But I'm hoping that Danny McBride defies your expectations and doesn't die in the first five minutes as well. Because <laughs> I think it'd be cool if he was like maybe the last dude standing. I think he's more like the Paul Reiser guy. No, he's just a truck driver who's probably just, you know, hamburger meat at some point. I'm, I'm very curious to see what this does for the the mythology of these they're calling them Neomorphs now. Yeah, it's a weird mixture. Um, it's fucked up. Well, Xenomorph was never... Like, they never had a name. That's They just, never said it. That's the just aliens, the they it's say true. Xenomorph. Well, um, that's just them talking about oh, yeah. the unknown life form, really, though. Like, yeah. it's... They're not... It's not its official name. Um, this thing looks crazy, guys. We're going dark on it, though. We're not going to cover anything more uh, in terms of... Trailers, etc. Trailer wise for Alien Covenant. I'm well, it sold comes on out it. In May, right? It's really soon. This movie's yeah. done, I think. There's probably going to be, you know, deep spoiler stuff coming out in the promotional material so, soon. So stay away, man. Okay. So we only have like four and a half months we have to avoid stuff. Mm -hmm. That's not easy. So, that's easy. Not Just so cover bad. your eyes and ears in the trailer, in the theater, rather. Um, guys, should we just head out into the LA traffic? Dance on our rooftops. Yes, let's put let's, on some primary colors. Put on some primary colors. I'm just going to wear a, like, blue jacket that's, like, deep navy blue. We're just going to be in a navy, the old navy commercial. Is is that okay? Sounds good to me. City of stars. Uh, we're actually reviewing... Are you shining just for <laughs> La La Land, a.k.a. the new Gap commercial. <laughs> that's a little harsh. <laughs> Happy to be here. Excellent. 
Very easy to work with, okay. man. And you're gonna play the set list. Happy to. Even though I don't think anyone cares what I play, but yeah. yeah. Well, if by anyone you mean anyone other than me, that would be correct. I care, and I don't wanna hear the free jazz. Right. Okay. Although I, I, I thought in this town it worked on a sort of one for you, one for me type system. How about two for you, one for me? How about all for you and none for me? That's perfect, yes. Great. Okay. Okay, mutual decision then. Right, made, made by me. Right, and I sign off on it, so. Whatever, tell yourself what you want to know. Well, welcome back. There's a nice way to say that, Karen. So that was a clip from La La Land, the story of Mia, an aspiring actress, and Sebastian, a dedicated jazz musician, struggling to make ends meet while pursuing their dreams in a city known for destroying hopes and breaking hearts. Bam. Yeah. La La Land is written and directed by Damien Chazelle, and it stars Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, John Legend, and J.K. Simmons. And starring the colors red, yellow, blue, and green. <laughs> and mixtures there in purple and lime green and Gap commercial ad colors and Old Navy. Basically, the, 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 they went to an Old Navy and just it blew up and there was clothes everywhere. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with them all. They took the display from the front window of a Gap and made it into a this musical. <laughs> Mike doesn't like this stuff. Oh, it's so well done, though. Because how many movies do you get these bright colors in? None. It's Mad it's, Max Fury Road. Well, yeah. You're not making fun of that for being a Gap commercial. No, you're not. You're making fun of that for being a, a commercial for... Um, Sandstorms. No, what's what's that commercial? Or what's that store in the mall that kids go to? Oh, the Hot Topic? <laughs> Is it a Hot Topic commercial? What? No? That's a I thing? I don't know. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Mad Max. <laughs> Okay. I really like the colors in this. So La La Land is a (laughs) cool new musical for a hip young generation. What's wrong with you right now? I don't know. I'm trying to just get us off of Mad Max. I think we're good, dude. I think everything is going totally fine. Sweet. Um, Did you guys like La La Land? Is this a movie worth reviewing? Was this a great follow-up to Whiplash? Was this a great follow-up? Greg, what do you think? There's a lot of hype around this movie, isn't there? Yeah, a lot of hype. And... Uh, they let you know that in uh, all the commercials, all the trailers, they really hit you over the head with how many awards this thing has won. Five already. stars, bam, bam, bam. Um, it is an interesting follow-up to Whiplash. Whiplash was very serious. This one, um, you know, it has some serious notes, but oh, on the whole, it's a, more of a lighter uh, take on things. Um, is it a good movie that for us to do a review on? It's definitely a departure from our uh, usual mm-hmm. choices of more sci-fi We're fare. here because of Whiplash mostly, aren't we? We're here because of due diligence, you know. If a movie is going to be a contender for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, we should probably know a thing or two about it, right? Yeah, it seems like this is going to run away with a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, people are talking about the it. The Academy loves this kind of junk, don't they? The Academy loves <laughs> movies about the movie industry. Junk just, food. Especially. Junk food. Just because it's not yeah. your favorite type of film doesn't mean it's junk. No, it's, I really it's like, like this movie. It's really like okay, Hail okay. Caesar, right? Like People are going gonna to love Hail Caesar because these are both movies about the Hollywood industry. They and love self-congratulatory. Them, yeah, yes, they both sort of validate That's the true. idea that you can't, you know, to be successful, 
in Hollywood takes sacrificing a- any other sort of big love you might have. Um, it's just sort of a common theme, it seems. Um, but uh, finally, did I like the movie? I was I liked it more than I thought I would, but I didn't like it as much as I could have. You know, like, um, it's definitely not as uh, outstanding, or it doesn't stand out in my memory as much as something like Grease does, or something like... Uh, uh, well, the Book of Mormon. I, I know that's not a movie, but uh, even the musical numbers in that are more, I think, memorable. Uh, so it's re- it was very good. It was beautiful, shot beautifully. Oh yeah, um, well done, uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Adams, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> um, and Emma Stone. Um, although I'm not sure that Emma Stone was maybe. Well, she did great, but I think someone else could have done better, maybe? Really? To me, she feels like a shoe-in for the Best Actress Oscar at this point. I I thought she was pretty committed and pretty much hitting every single note she had to, both in terms of actually singing and every acting note she needed to hit. Are they both singing all that? It's dubbed, I think, right? We're not. And how about the piano? He doesn't play any, right? No, he actually learned uh, some piano. I think he practiced for two months. Okay, you can learn no piano in that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I think that one scene where he's like going up and down the keyboard. Maybe there's scenes well, with him. Might, actually, yeah. His fingers are actually playing. I, I don't. I don't know if all of the scenes, all of the music we're hearing is played by him. But the scenes we're watching, his fingers hit the keys. I think we are actually hearing him play hmm. in those scenes. Well, wow. anyways, this movie, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> It's, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Red's kind of pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mike is enthusiastic. I really about enjoyed this movie. this movie. I liked it quite a bit. It's definitely going to be on my top ten. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. You don't really get films like this anymore. Like it does have that bit of innocence to it, and you're like, okay, this is kind of a popcorny, fun movie. But then it becomes more serious. Like it, the fantasy of Hollywood strips away as it goes on. And the casting choice to me is very interesting because neither Emma Stone nor Ryan Gosling are fantastic singers. I mean, they do a great job in the film, but it's not like they're Broadway singers or anything like that. So it adds this raw emotionality to it. It makes them a little more real as characters as opposed to making it a performance, which I I very much Mm -hmm. enjoyed. It is a beautiful looking movie. I absolutely love the gap colors. It just made my eyes very happy. Yeah, uh, we're we're definitely coming too critical on that. Yeah, I, think. yeah. I, I liked. I thought it looked great, like the opening sequence on the freeway. That was that turnpike looked really amazing. cool. Amazing. It it is. Yeah, that's maybe the highlight of the movie in some ways in terms of technical. You know, big big set piece kind of stuff. I don't think it achieves that, but it's a great way to set the movie off. It is. It starts off so well, and I I don't know if I agree a hundred percent with your take on how great sacrifice. Like you'll be successful with all this sacrifice, simply because we'll we'll get to maybe in spoilers, but the end sequence, uh, I think, shows a different way to do things. Um, yeah, so I really loved this. I loved how it starts off with the fantasy, and both of them have stars in their eyes, and they know what they want—the showbiz stuff—and as they work towards it and grow up, as they say in the film, at one point, the fantasy elements start to strip away more. And we get more grounded storytelling. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting movie. 
there's lots of stuff in it that I love, like Ryan Gosling talking, his character absolutely loving jazz and talking about how he has to bring it to... That's an amazing scene. Bring it to today's uh, generation because it's dying. People aren't listening to it anymore. And that's such a very meta comment, too, because this film in itself is bringing jazz to the new generation. And so I thought the, that was very clever. Yeah, the, like the, scene, the scene where he convinces Emma Stone why jazz is amazing <coughs> and what's great about it um, and, and, and why it's important, like as you said. She, he convinces Emma Stone and the audience pretty well, I think. Yeah, I think so. Like the, the, both of the performances are outstanding from the two leads. Uh, I can't find a lot to nit- nitpick on this, honestly. I, I enjoyed... I had a stupid grin on my face for almost the entire movie. <clears throat> were, were you guys okay with the length? Like, I felt that at certain times, especially towards the end, that this movie started to drag a bit. The, the ending sequence is, is gorgeous and beautiful, but insanely overlong. And, and I, I, my head was numb from getting smashed <laughs> with a lot of the same imagery. How many scenes do we need of them twirling in the stars and yeah, and when that dancing planet, across? The planet goes past, and you're like, okay, it's going to black out. No, oh, mm-hmm. more. I would say. But I, I, I like the movie a lot too. Um, there's, a, there's, as you said, there's not a lot to hate about it. it it's not gonna try. It's not gonna piss you off, right? It's very. It's no. the most charming movie ever made in some ways. Um, and the and the opening sequence is pretty pretty spectacular with what appears to be one. It looks like one take, but I'm take? not. Yeah, unlikely. Yeah. There's a lot of whips. Some clear the, green screen action. The, the, there, there are a couple. Clear, there are a couple spots where they could have stitched it together. You see some whip pans that are probably masking cuts. Um, I do like this sort of collective frustrations of everyone in LA all stuck in traffic. You know, what if we could all just burst into song and dance on and our dance? Cars. We're, we're all sitting in shitty traffic, which I love the wind. It says winter. It just, <laughs> yeah. the, it, it's all, it's super hot and it's, it, it looks pretty nice. Paradise, quote unquote, yeah. Hollywood, and then a winter subtitle or a title card smashes down. Um, I mean, it just sets the table nicely as just every single person in Hollywood is some sort of pipe dream, uh, you know, waiting to happen. I guess. Um, and what did you guys think of the sort of dovetail scene where we get two character prologues? Um, we we get we see the. First, like a typical day at work for Emma Stone's character, and then a typical day at work for, uh, for Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. And then we sort of come back, threading back through this moment at a club late at night where Ryan Gosling's playing his favorite song and he gets fired by J.K. Simmons. The, the movie seems to really thread through that moment at least f- several times, right? Um, yeah, we get come back to it at the end. I don't know what the significance of that. I like I did like that intro because then we get to see Ryan Gosling's day. I, I just I loved it when we smash cut to Emma Stone standing in the club. And, and oh, we're back here again. I, I it really, really like worked that. for me. Yeah. yeah. I thought the whole movie was going to be a little more like that, but I'm glad that it they just stuck with that uh trick, what cinematic mm-hmm. choice at the beginning. Like here we go. Here they are. This is the point where their lives become intertwined. But, and here's so the lead up to this. Both of their struggles are kind of equal. They're yeah. kind of living out of yeah. You, you understand know, both of them. Well, yeah, and they're living out of their own pocket. Every day is a struggle. They're trying to achieve their dreams. Like 
we see the very similar paths that they're on. Um, did you guys love the get the Keytar, Keytar, Iran. That cover sequence, like that scene where he's at the party, that made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't love her dancing. I thought that was overly. Was, she was really playing up the cutesy bit. Yeah, I don't know what was happening there. She went a little too funny. far on that one. Yeah, like yeah. it was slapsticky. Yeah, he was, was funny with his. And he, like saying, like you know, requesting Iran from a so <laughs> from a serious musician is like Emma Stone like, see, seeing Ryan Gosling in this sort of ritzy cocktail bar late at night. Uh, she goes to see, she goes from seeing that to him playing in some eighties retro cover band wearing like a Michael Jackson, yeah, like red a, leather as a wedding singer, yeah. Really, really funny. Ryan Gosling sells it perfectly as usual. The guy can do it all. Um, yeah, but that, that, that scene felt a little bit too, I mean, what would you do if a girl was acting that way? I, 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 I would have, you have no escape at that moment. This girl's out of her mind. Um, but yeah, the, the scenes that didn't work for me in this, uh, later in the film, there's a fight scene that I don't know. There's a dinner table sequence where they're sort of arguing over how how dedicated each other are to achieving each other's dreams um and it comes across in such a way like they, they don't come across as being supportive of each other's frustrations in any way um surely that'd be something that they could understand you know in in giving up some of their dreams to achieve other dreams um do you know? Do you know the sequence I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely, like yeah. The, the the dinner that he comes home. For. It just well, comes across as it's smug. A, um, it's convenient in the story. It seems like in real life, it's unlikely that you know. Y- yes, you'd have that fight, but in the morning, you know, you'd be going, "Oh yeah, I know what you're saying, but let's not forget that if I want to open my club, I got a tour with John Legend for two years to save up enough money first. And are we supposed to think that well, that, that music was bad? Was that no? Yeah, it's, Mar- it's, my wife loved the John Legend stuff. No, no. Was that was that, was that supposed to be a shitty band that he was supposed to be sort of ashamed of being in? No, they're like in the movie they frame them as being very successful because so they show it's... the like million hit YouTube video and stuff like that. It's just that it's not what he wants because earlier in the film. He is all about the pure jazz, like the unadult. Yeah. This is, in its purest form, he wants to preserve the art form. And he's sort of selling himself out to do that. Okay. Like, and, it's still fun. But, but it's still legend, fun music. Legend says at one point, and it's a fair point, right? Yeah. It's like, how are you going to save this? How are you going to be an innovator if you're such a traditionalist? Yeah. And, yet, and you have to market this to a new generation. And how are you going to reach that new generation if you are only... It's good advice. Yeah, talk well because he's talking about all the guys that uh, Ryan Gosling's idolizing who were innovators, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to emulate them, don't repeat everything that they're doing. <laughs> I apologize for coughing, guys. You, the, you okay, okay over there? I've got a bit of a tickle in my throat. It, uh, yeah, like it was the fight. Really, to me, came across as both of them are they haven't been around each other, uh, so she's taking her frustrations out on him. Which leads to, like, Are they, is it and he recognizes mo- motivation. It, is that what they're trying to well, accomplish in in a very smug and in a passive aggressive way to no, motivate each other? No, because she she loves him and his goal, which is to open up his own jazz club, and his commitment to his dream. Yes, and he seems to have given that up. Like he's making the money to do that, but he he's just like, well, he's I'm lost sight of it. I'm doing this for whatever for you but she 
That's not why he's doing it at this point. He's mm-hmm. just doing it for the money. He's lost sight of his dream, as you said. That frustrates her because she wants him to succeed. Because they're both very supportive of each other. But then he gets defensive because, and the way I read it is, he knows that she's right. It's just he doesn't want to admit it. Like, he he has lost sight of the dream. And okay. that's, that's frustrating. They get into a fight, and you're right, in real life, a couple that's been together and talks to each other like that, they probably work it out in the morning, but he's gone. Like, he has to go on yeah, tour. Yeah, he's on tour, you're right. So they didn't get really a chance, really, to finish that, the resolution of that fight. Yeah, and I don't think... Also, we need a conflict yeah, for this exactly, movie to exactly. be Yeah, exactly. That's why it didn't work story. for me. Yeah. That's why it didn't work for me. I didn't find that that was really a believable thing to end a relationship over. Well, they didn't, though. Like, they kept going. That's just the sort of... That was sort of the start of the downfall of the their stumbling block, yeah. number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then the yeah followed okay, by the music, followed by the uh, photo shoot instead of going to her play. Like there was just these little things that he was doing, like distancing himself from her. It, it made but sense also to me. that he didn't necessarily have a choice in. Yes, exactly, because he signed he signed a solo away to John Legend. So he's under contract for this mm-hmm. stuff. And and so none of these choices he's making are like the wrong choice. They're they're everything like if if you're trying to achieve your dream I mean how does that work in when you're in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Um and and there was maybe in spoilers I can say but there's something that I don't quite think adds up to with yeah. the whole Yeah. We can maybe get into those. Okay. So I think that at the end, when uh, Emma Stone walks in with her husband, who is not Ryan, Ryan Gosling. This is the dude from uh, That Thing You Do, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it totally is. <laughs> it was just yeah. such a hammy, rich asshole dude. Yeah, great stand-in, right? It's perfect uh, casting. Yeah, But um, when she walks in and Gosling sees her and plays the song that lets both of them relive events as they could have been and and those events still end with them sitting in the same jazz club right like so this worked for you guys no and this is my problem well it's not it, it's it, it's, it's not possible feeling. it's not possible is my problem because if so so what's the movie trying to say well so here? the the imagined sequence shows that if they had made some slightly different decisions that they could have still made it to where they are that is she's a famous movie star and he's a famous jazz musician but that's not the case because she would still end up the famous movie star but if he did anything differently he wouldn't have been in John Legend's band and he wouldn't have been the famous musician, and he wouldn't have been able to open his club. Well, she might have been able to pay for it at that point. But uh, I like, maybe that was but really he wouldn't have the notoriety to attract paid customers. You that know? that was all the emotion he was putting into the song. Like that was that was him saying, "I wish this is how it would have worked yeah, out." Yeah. So it wasn't like this is how it could have worked out. It's like this is what I wish would have happened, and that's why it's so affecting between the two of them. And I thought it was a great moment where, wordlessly, they. They recognize that, you know, because they do say earlier in the film that they'll always love each other. They recognize that's still true. I wish it could have been different, but we're both where we want to be now. Both of our dreams have come true, except for the love part. Yeah. And so the little smile that they share, like, I thought that was all great because that song is just for them. And it's, Mm -hmm. this is what I wish we could have. 
and, and but we don't. And so isn't the, the, the beginning of the movie setting up the same thing? Like, here's all these dumb dreamers who are going to have to sacrifice everything. Everyone here, everyone in this city is yeah doing the same thing. They're all probably going to fail, by the way. Like, only 1% of all of these idiots who are jumping on their cars are going to actually succeed here. Mm-hmm. We just happen to be following two people who achieved great success amidst all of this. Um, and so the, 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 the setup of the movie is that you're going to have to make sacrifices in order to get anywhere in this town. And then at the end of the movie, the, the theme is you're going to have to make sacrifices to get anywhere in this town. And, and the theme of the movie never like, did it get any more nuanced than it did at the beginning? Like, did we find anything like, (laughs) no, I think that was the, like La La Land. Everyone idolizes Hollywood and it's this magical place. People have the stars in their eyes. They want to make a name for themselves all around the world, they want to go to L.A. and do this. Uh, and the film starts off in that fantasy, and then as it goes, it shows, you know, this is not... The whole point of the film, to me, was this is not what you think it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, and we talked about this a little bit, but, like, these... You keep seeing these big uh, images, these big billboards, these big, like, old-school, old-fashioned Hollywood backdrops, and... At the beginning, we're sort of looking up to them, and we're we see them in their, uh, you know, in the background to make things more beautiful. And by the end, we see in winter, uh, we start the final winter, and the curtain is drawn aside, and we get to see behind it, and we see the reality of what actually goes on in Hollywood. And it's at this point that we're seeing Emma Stone with the husband that isn't Ryan Gosling, and we're seeing you know, Ryan Gosling living in his small apartment, even though he's owning, he's got his club. He's still got his, he's like a bachelor. Yeah. Well, and we get two different versions of Mia's. We, when we flash forward five years later and we see Mia with this douchey husband, who's I think purpose, purposely douchebagging, douchebaggery. Like looking. He looks so ridiculous, like a cartoon character. He's like James Marsden. He should have been James Marsden, actually. And the house that they're in looks like it's out of eyes wide shut. It looks Victorian. It looks, it doesn't look like anything Mia would ever have purchased or lived in. It looks almost at odds with the character we've just seen. She, in five years, she's turned into this person who, who, who might as well have Ms. been Diva. famous for thirty years. Yeah, you know what I mean? She, she, she's this life, lifelong. 40 year actress and it looks like she's just living this, this international rich. starlet but then we see a different version of her of her house or her mansion with ryan gosling and it's much more toned down way less castle victorian house looking i, I don't know it's there's something felt really fake about the life that she had five years later maybe well, that's the life of the movie star I, who knows which one is real I, I maybe i'm going off on a limb here and saying that the 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 reality that we're getting that we think is real isn't the real one. And the the real one we're getting is the flashbacks. I, I you know I mean? It's backwards. Mm-hmm. It, does that make any sense? I, it, I didn't get that. Like, it, it just doesn't come across as ingenuous. Like it comes across disingenuous to what Mia's character kind of was. She, she's, I don't buy her as this, you know, diva doll face ritzy girl in five years later like what is this well she's she's made it now so i i would have no problem seeing her as 
<clears throat> living the way that she, her idols did. Like, and it's a throwback be- to the old school movies. Well, and, well the same yeah. as the beginning. glamorous. We get that other, you know, the, the actress that of, comes in. Yeah, classic yeah. Hollywood. She's yeah, okay. She idolizes She's now the actress. woman buying the coffee, exactly. even though it's on the house. Yeah, it, that, that's all a, a sort of a commentary on the old school movie cycle. star. It's just a cycle. Yeah, and the, the old movie stars of of yonder years. And she's not as happy as she would have been if she stayed with Ryan Gosling's character. I, I think that comes across with their sad little smile like at each other at the end. You know, we, we've both achieved what we want, but we sort of sacrificed. It's bittersweet because yeah. we don't have each so other. So why should, like, if these two characters sacrifice themselves to achieve their dreams which is what they were here to do in the first place then why are we supposed to care about like why should we care about their relationship i mean i I still did in some ways but maybe because they're just super charming actors i was i was actually fine with them not making it together because i was happier that seb got his club and that she got to be a star i just think it would be more nuanced and interesting if they didn't make it Either one, if or if one of them did, or I think neither of them did, and then we see flashbacks to what. Let's maybe if what if we did make it? I mean, maybe that I don't. I don't know. We, it's 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 just very lucky. Would have you know? Would have could have. But it's very lucky that we follow the two people that that made that really achieved a lot of success in this town. You know, as opposed to all of the thousands of people we opened the film on. Who we never followed any of their still stories. Waiting tables. Y- yeah. And well, I don't think that's cars. lucky. That's how movies work. But there's, there's, <laughs> there's you it wouldn't think... be, it wouldn't be interesting to watch. I guess, but you don't think there's a lot of luck involved with with making it in Hollywood? Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. But there's also the whole old adage: make you make your own luck. And so in this, uh, the luck for say Ryan Gosling's character is running into John Legend again and having Mia push him to do that. Because he was he he was immediately going to dismiss him, mm-hmm. so she pushed him into that. So the woman that he was very happy with it and he's in love with and who he will love forever, uh, made him get on the track to complete his dreams. And, and the same did, thing with he her. He did the same thing. Right. So they both pushed he, each other. I found that scene quite endearing, where he drives all the way to Boulder City, Nevada, which is in near Las Vegas. He drives from Los Angeles to. Vegas in that's, one night. That's a huge drive. And just hammers on that horn. <laughs> I found no, that to be very It wasn't touching to me and, until she says, how did you find me? And he goes, it was easy. The house across from the library. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It is very nice. Okay. You, were, you remembered. It, it you, is super sweet. You are a touching yeah. man. Ryan and that he doesn't even it. know if they're together at that point still. He's just he's, he's doing just, this for the betterment. This is the right thing he to still do for cares her career. Somebody who's yeah. working hard in Hollywood. He still cares about her and like as it goes off when they say, "Well, what what's what where are we?" Mm-hmm. Well, we Love have that. we have Love to that. we have to pursue our dreams and with us we'll just see what happens. Like that's they both realize and they both worked so hard and been pushed by the mm-hmm. others to do that that they can say, "Yeah, all right." This is what we want. It's great. And and you really and, buy Mia's trepidations. She doesn't like she knows her heart is going to get broken if she gets rejected even one more time. Right. So going in for this last audition. I mean it 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 kind of comes down to the final pitch of the ball game, doesn't it, guys? It feels a bit too perfect, well, right? Well, yes and well. once again, it's it's just like the saying, it's always in the last place you look. Well, you stop fucking looking. So 
when you've got what you're looking for. So it's always going to be in the last place you look. I don't know anyone who keeps looking for their keys after they have them. You're so, right. So it's like her audition, right? She she That's her break. And you've heard of actors who said, I was about to quit before I got this role in, uh, you know, trains or whatever it might be. Some big movie like, oh, James Cameron gave me the Titanic role. I was about to quit acting or something like you. So do, there's you always that. that break. There's always that break. And it, it's if it wasn't for that, they would have stopped. Okay. Right? That's so like when people say it's my my. M- probably most disliked phrase to hear is when people say things happen for a reason. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's called cause and effect. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I uh, <laughs> um, this movie is a sweet, maybe too sweet Christmas treat. <laughs> it has a bit too much sugar in it. Makes you go. That's so cute and puts that little twinge in your jaw when you bite into it. You go, ooh, I love it. The movie's really well done. Um, I don't know if I can go higher than a seven and a half on it, or I I might even go as a seven. It's 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 not my thing. It's not blowing me away, but uh, all of the technical aspects of it blow me away. My problem here is that I thought what it would do for. What it would do for me, what what Whiplash did, you know, I, I I'm not a jazz guy, but when Whiplash came out, I wanted to listen to more jazz. This I guy to, likes jazz. He certainly does. Um, I I I feel like this movie wasn't as effective as it was, as as Whiplash was in terms of sort of transcending the genre of of a film that it is, you could say to somebody, hey, you should check out Whiplash. It's about a jazz drummer. Say, fuck that. I'm not watching that garbage. I'm not into jazz drumming. She no, trust me, idiot. This movie will blow your mind. Well, I don't I don't know if La La Land does the same thing. I don't know if this is just a blind recommend to somebody who doesn't necessarily love musicals. It it might you it, you might just still get turned off by this thing. You might still think it's it's pleasant and, and nice and sunny and fun and yeah, this is, I think, a movie that you recommend to someone who loves Hollywood, not yeah. someone who loves musicals. I, I can't just make a blind recommendation in the way I could for Whiplash. Uh, I mean, I, I thought I was going in, so maybe my expectations were a little too high on this. I also blame the fucking marketing ca- campaign for just bullet, like, machine-gunning fucking five stars, like, all over the reviews, like, and the trailers. I don't I don't know. It's it's overrated in yeah, my opinion, big time, big time. Red, what are you, what are you giving this? Well, I've been going up and down actually. Um, I mm-hmm. wanted to give it a higher score, um, but then thinking about, you know, personally, I don't love it, <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's going to do well. And uh, but I'm going to, it's going to clean up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I did, like I said, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, so I think that I have to settle with this. You know, the song's still in my head. Not all the songs really stuck with me. Did they? This is the one. The like, City of Stars. Yeah, that one's stuck in my head. Yeah. And I want to get a pair of shoes. Like, (laughs) you want police car, police car shoes? I looked them up. They're called. uh, I I actually (laughs) closed the window down. If if this movie does well box office wise, I think you could maybe pull back a nice throwback trend. They could maybe pinpoint it. 
police car shoes made a comeback around the release <laughs> of La La <laughs> Scott is talking about the, the two-tone the wingtips. Yeah. Uh, they look that, like motherfucking police. Crown Victoria police cars, man. You know I'm right. Okay, I'm gonna look. So, so up. what's your score? He, he's he's busy looking up police car <laughs> shoes. He can't he can't grade this right now. All right. So while you look up those, I'll I'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> they are called spectators. Spectators. And I will lace up my spectators and give this movie an eight wow. and a ten. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, good. It's uh, a good movie. It's I, a bit long though. So yeah, maybe but, seven and a half actually. That's it. It's I'm inter- settling on a seven and a half. It's interesting because, like, as we've been sitting here, I guess it does boil down to if if this is your type of movie or not. Yeah. Um, and Whiplash didn't. It would just sort of be a good movie for blind, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, The Shining is critically an amazing movie, and I absolutely hate it. So well, you're just an idiot, and you no, should probably leave this show. Oh, oh, you like Battleship? I do, uh, <laughs> I do, I really do. You know, I don't think Stephen King likes The Shining. No, so but uh, for those of you that this movie is for, uh, you're absolutely gonna love it. A lot of the complaints, I didn't find it long at all. I like it; just it went by. Um, I'm giving this a nine and a half. Wow. Whoa. Whoa! Stop the presses! I absolutely loved this. Stop movie. the presses! Wah, 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 wah. I, I, lo- I, I feel love- like we walked. We walked all over you. I didn't hear a nine point five coming from you. No, no. Well, it's it's fine. Well, I've been defending all of the criticism for you guys. True. I don't know if you were paying attention to that. No, you were. <laughs> you, you were, but you weren't. You weren't doing it with any sort of. Uh, well, I wasn't yelling. Sledgehammer. <laughs> that's not how I roll. Jumping over the table. <laughs> I like Sam Fishered this. I just came up from behind. It's you guys true. didn't know what's going on. Yeah. Nine point five. No, like, because uh, from the very opening number, I had a smile on my face. I loved all of the decisions. I love how it broke down the myth of Hollywood. How if you if you had a kid who's, like, aspiring to be an actress or something like that, why not show them this? Uh, and they'll see the other side of it, too. Like, there is struggle. There is sacrifice. It's still a little sugary, but it's supposed to be like it's a magical realism sort of movie. It's it's a throwback to the golden age of Hollywood with musicals. Yeah. There's there's shots of champagne being poured and then a big oval shaped blurred cutout of that people jumping into a pool. Like there's oh, shots shit. that look the, the like they're w- from old fifties yeah. with, with, you know, like uh, d- dissolves that are halfway held with you know two images at the same time, and it's so cheesy. Oh, and man. it's yeah, it's so so cool. Like the the shot at that the pool party where everyone is frozen, and then the dude just does the flip into the pool, and the party comes to life. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's so much amazing stuff on that screen. I just couldn't get enough of it. A lot of neat shots too with uh, light, where yeah. the main character will become. The, the whole scene will darken around the main character and then change and then when the it lights up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, you can tell there's a lot of practical lighting that they did with with the set actually getting darkened. It didn't look yeah, like it Yeah, some really was... cool set pieces, actually. I, I'm thinking of one when uh, there's a big dance number and they dance around and, and it's all... It must have been done like with a mirrored floor and all black walls and white light bulbs, and it just looks really cool. Like it looks like they're dancing in this floating space with light. Yeah, on. that one looked awesome. I, I I wish the songs were more memorable. I really do. Um, well, it's just they I, don't. They, uh, City of Stars is a very hummable tune, but the rest of them didn't do much for me. Well, I think that's mainly 
as what I said earlier, neither one of them are trained Broadway singers or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it it's not like Ryan Gosling can sing all right, but it's very internal like he's not projecting his voice very much yeah. let's see when the soundtrack comes out because that, because that, that's like that's like someone who's not confident in their singing uh sounds for the most part like, like it's a little quieter singing. yeah like i think a lot of times the success of a good musical will be its longevity and movie musicals will often get converted into broadway musicals i'm not sure if there will be a broadway la la land i don't know if it works I, I, it may work as an, a stage thing I don't know if it would. I, I mean, there's the big, big changes that happen in those adaptations, and I think, yeah, this would be sort a, of a similar thing. It, you know, we would see a very different to go and watch this on stage would yeah, look different. Yeah, yeah. Like in a season of shitty sequels and stuff, <laughs> this is a very original film, and it does things so differently. Than, That's a fair point. Than many other things, so I, I just really liked it. I don't. I don't know. We got to end the show here. I don't know if it's original though. It's the it's it's really riffing on a lot of existing musicals. It's it, is it not sort well, of it's, throwback? Well, it, it, it itself is a musical. Yeah, and, that and we've mean... seen a lot of you know this whole man woman move to L.A. chase their dreams. Yeah, but this ends typically a lot different than the ones. Yeah, it's did not in the past. Ha- it's only half happily ever after. It, no, it, it it is like, much like it's a it's an updated version of that yeah, story. Yeah, and and a this lot of a modern Julia twists. St- this is not a Julia Stiles film. Yeah, like one of the things that I actually <laughs> liked about this was the modern like m- musicals are often like part of the reason you enjoy them is that this it's sort of like a time machine like Grease or Hairspray or you know these you feel like you're stepping back in time. Um, with this one, it was neat how they worked it in. It felt like that, but it also had the things like, you know, her iPhone would ring yeah. and interrupt a scene or it, like, it is modern day. They, they definitely remind you. Yeah. And I thought that was cool that you could have this sort of fun old timey feel yeah. like a uh, musical with these new, I just, I, cool I wish touches. I, I just wish shit got, I wish shit hit the fan a little harder. Like they, they, Shit worked out pretty perfectly like for these he guys. Borrowed money from the mob to open his club or something. Well, well he, may, that, he may but... have. We don't know that. <laughs> they, like, let like let's be honest. Like, if this is the worst their relationship got, like it was pretty smooth sailing and a lot of fun for the whole time. They had a pretty kind of a shitty dinner once. Kind of had a fight <laughs> at it when they made. They didn't even fight though. It's like, are you kidding me right now? This is the worst that their relationship ever got. It. It it's pretty surface level fight and well, you know drama. Not a lot went down. Well, <laughs> not all relationships fight all the time. And really, like, this is not a drama. No, type no thing. it's no, not. But they're, these these people are lucky and they made it. And they, it, life went pretty much exactly how they wanted it, with a couple of bumps and bruises. But they they got everything they really wanted, except the love of their life. Like that's. Uh, they got what they wanted at the sacrifice or at the expense of the love of their life. Yeah. That's the point. Like, of the like movie, they, right? they, they had that, that quote it, unquote it, fight, but then they broke up. Like they were done. Even though they're just like, well, let's still stay together mm-hmm. and see what happens. But no, like five. We see that five what years happens. Later, that didn't happen. They separate. Yeah. yeah. And that's the point of the whole movie, as established from the beginning. Didn't really deviate. Mm-hmm. Right? It's good, guys. Check out La La Land. It's in wide release now. Go see it.
if you agree or disagree with our takes, verticalviewing at gmail.com is where you're going to let us know. Or you can tweet at us. At verticalviewing on Instagram. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't often have this much of a disparity in scores, so let let us know. What team are you on? <laughs> are you on team Lynn? Lynn Scott? Team Lind or team Squilson? This is one of the highest marks that I don't, Mike's ever given out. It is. Yeah, that's very high. He really liked it. I liked it. It's uh, it's on par with Mad Max. I think I gave Mad. I wasn't on the I wasn't on the review for Mad Max, but uh, again, what what did I bring up earlier in the show when we were given a plug for Hot Topic? Uh, <laughs> Mad Max <laughs> stores. Next week, everybody, we we're gonna review Fences, but then we said that nah. ain't a, that ain't a VVP style it show. Doesn't feel very vertical. So what feels like a vertical viewing kind of film? There's well, something I've been wanting to see for a while. What is uh, that? Is it some Miyazaki films? Is it like a Japanese animation? Yeah, you know, uh, it's called Nausicaa. Oh. Nausicaa. In the Valley of the Wind? This shit's funky. This shit's got some 80s, like, stank all over it. This has been on my radar since I was 15, I think, and I've never seen it. There's, oh. like, some Vangelis synthesizer stuff going on. There's it's some, crazy. some really super awesome creature animation. We've got some... Uh, emotional, uh, touching stuff between uh, a young lady and I think it's her uncle. Yeah, Patrick Stewart, I believe. Yes, it is Patrick Stewart. <laughs> oh, Thank shit. you. We are reviewing Nausicaa next week, everybody. Hayao Miyazaki's debut one feature of his, film. One of my favorites of his. Like, I think it's arguably one of his best. It's really crazy. Is this it's, based off of a manga as it's, well? He wrote the manga. I have the first book in the series. It's really good. Uh, yeah, this thing's really awesome. And one of his more underseen films, like not a lot of people will bring up Nausicaa very often. I, I would mm. love to see a live action version of Nausicaa. I think it would look incredible. It has a lot of fungi and spores. And I just love the visual sort of texture to Interesting. the universe. Interesting to think about. Uh, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. We're, we're well, stoked. I can't wait. I actually, the, the you're going <laughs> to... You won't believe this, but I actually ha- put it on. The, I knew it would be rejected, but I put it on the na- list of names to consider for uh, when we found out that we were going to have a little girl. Nausicaa. Yeah, it didn't work. Did was well, not you had, accepted. You had to put it on there though. Like yeah, I with do, the umlaut and everything. I, I do have a friend who's, uh, I believe, his half sister is named Eris after Final Fantasy VII. Wow. So it does happen, you know. Keep cool. her away from dudes with lo- large swords. <laughs> yeah, named Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottWilsonBC. You could also follow me. I'm at Jared underscore Sergeant. That's peace. You could follow me as well. I'm at Michael R. Lynn on the Twitter. Nice. That was our 100th episode, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, go back and listen to the 90... 90- Four other episodes? <laughs> 99. You want to donate to verticalviewing.com, little donate button, PayPal. If you want to listen to our unreleased, we basically go into the Disney vault and sell those episodes Special for like. Editions. Remember when they were selling those Little Mermaid cassettes for like a hundred bucks because they were like rare items yeah, or something? Well, Disney, or, Disney didn't do that, but 
they created the the demand, so they would sell them for like thirty, thirty five bucks. People and are people smart. Would, but oh, there was like other people are really stupid. Oh so man, things like that work. If you if you go to verticalviewing.com and you click the donate button on our website, you, you help us. You 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 help us offset the cost of seeing movies and to do this more in put the on the show. It's going to be free forever for another hundred episodes. It's going to be totally free for oh, real. Another hundred guys. A hundred hundreds. If you want. Oh shit. Some of those <laughs> old school shitty pre-legitimate episodes one through eight. The nascent episodes. They are like Roman, small Roman numerals before you're reading the real book. You know, Pro- reading a textbook <laughs> and all those little lowercase Roman numerals. Prologues one through eight. Go to verticalviewing.com and donate. If you really want those old episodes, we will give them to you with warnings that they are garbage. Yeah, they are... <laughs> So pay Probably for not what <laughs> you, you want to hear. You also want to go to iTunes. You want to click the donate button. If you want. No, no, what? No, no, no. You want to go to iTunes and click the four Gosh. or five star. I'm just really all over this donations. Just click whatever you thought of the show. <laughs> we hope it was four or five star. And you're then I- you're going to leave a recipe uh, in the comments box instead of telling us what you thought. You you want to leave your batter recipe for fish and chips probably. Mm-mm-mm. Some sort of batter. Yes, please. iTunes recipes welcome. Uh, five star reviews welcome. Uh, that should do it, everybody. Vertical viewing at gmail.com on Instagram. Check it out. Any final thoughts, folks? I'm sad, close, I'm close sad you guys didn't episode. like it as much as I did because <sighs> it, it's great. I need to be a little more critical on stuff, and this did not wow me. That's No, that's fair. I, I respect the scores that you guys right? gave it. I just, you know, you know how you watch something, you're like, man, I love this shit. I want the people that I like to watch it with me and experience that as well. And then when they don't like it as much, you're like, oh, shit. Don't be sad. Those five-star reviews just stack up and weigh the whole poster down. There's nothing left. (laughs) Well, I'm not, I'm just, yeah, I'm not nervous. You're not alone. We are. sad. You're right, yeah. Guys, Nausicaa, I am stoked. Yeah. Any uh, any other things we should be doing, Red? Or I'm I'm like what, really trying to think of a what, good like, what one. What the hell is it? But there's no other oh. way to say it than just keep it vertical. All right, whatever that means. Don't bother. Whatever that <laughs> no segue freaking means. Means means. See ya.